25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing, and with me is my buddy, longtime caddy, John Perlis. Good morning. Good morning, Jay. Ready to roll. Well, what do we got up today? Well, first of all, the, this, uh, the show is formatted like a round of golf, and the first segment is called the On the Range segment, and the, the uh, On the Range segment is uh, brought to you by our friends at Golf Discount, and Golf Discount is where St. Louis shops for all of its golf needs, and don't forget about our important social media. We need you to follow us on social media. We're having a lot of people follow us, actually. Twitter is at Jay Delsing. We'll talk about that in a second. Facebook is Golf with <laughs> Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. And LinkedIn is Jay Delsing. And we make fun of this Instagram, and we never give our Instagram. I don't even know what it is. And I have more. I have about 50 people a week jumping on this That's Instagram. Awesome. And, yeah, That's so awesome. um, thanks for all that. And what to, what we're really using it, we just, we're not social media guys. We yeah. just want to grow the game and talk about the show and hope you enjoy the show and, you know, holler and scream at us if there's something you don't like or tell us stuff that you'd like more of. We're uh, wide open to it. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so um, we got another interview, Caddy Tales, with Mark Long. Really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Really fun. Um, And another segment of The Leading Edge with our buddy Pepe down at uh, Pino's uh, Italian Soul Food. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit, Pearl. I wanted to talk, uh, uh, start getting into how we're going to help our listeners with their game when the weather gets lousy. I think that's a good idea. Yep. And so I've got, um, I've got a couple of people that are going to come on the show that are going to talk about exercise programs. Cindy Vickers is her name, and she is, man, I asked her the other day. We've been talking, and she's been trying to figure out how to get on. And she's, I said, can you send me your credentials? And I was like, whoa. This woman is uh, a rock star. She's uh, and she lifted weights competitively, and she's uh, TPI, which is Titleist Performance Institute certified. That's a huge deal. Wow. So she's going to get on with some really interesting facts coming up soon. Um, she got her own gig, or she's is she in some business, or yeah, she's uh, she's a, a personal trainer and trains around town That's and awesome. uh, goes to golf courses and goes to driving ranges and tries to help understand, you know. This flaw in your swing, we can help work that out by making this area of your body stronger. And then she's got reasons and facts to back, to back that up. So that's pretty neat. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, uh, Justin Thomas won the uh, the event, the Nine Bridges event again in Korea. Third time in what, four years, right? I honestly don't know. Well, we're not that accurate anyway. But as I know it's the third time he's won. Maybe it's five years. So it's like three out three, of something. Three, yeah. He's won three times. Out of something. Did you see how much money he made? 1.8, it says here on my notes. Who made those notes for you? You did. Oh, well, Is it so they're mildly accurate. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they are accurate. And it's interesting because you start talking about in our caddy tail segments that we have in and run in and out throughout the year. And you start talking about, so think about this. In 1985, my rookie year on tour, I made 47 grand and kept my card. I can Thought remember. I, was I can rich. remember obviously following you because we're friends, thinking, "God, that's a lot of money. What's he going to do with all that money?" I know. Because yeah. I was at the time, I'm not sure what I was doing. I think I was playing mini tour, or teaching, giving lessons. In either way, it didn't add up to 47,000. No, 47 grand. <laughs> and and um, I'll never forget my um, I finished my second tournament of the year. I finished ninth in Hawaii, made 13,000. Right, so I'm like, so what wow. the hell happened the rest of the year? Just God, <laughs> rain on my parade, will you? Sorry, I'm getting a little great, puffy right here. Thanks, so I had good playing, right? <laughs> How long ago was that? Oh, I don't know, 34 years ago. <laughs> Man, if I'd only birdied the last hole, I'd have made 17,000. Anyway, but I had to cut. I had Pearl. I had to cut. How long did that bother you? I know. Oh, uh, well, it stopped bothering me about yesterday. Um, but the funny thing is, 13,000 had to pay my caddy. Um, uh, Caddies are worth. What did you? You didn't pay them enough. Whatever it was. Wait a second. Was I, I I I'm trying to remember. Did I give it a five seven seven percent? A thirteen grand. 
How the heck would he have to, guy have to swim back and forth? He did. There? He had a, la- a raft and a little yeah, energy. Yeah, he, he couldn't afford a zone. flight, that's for but sure. But what, what I'm getting at here is JT's caddy, Jimmy Johnson, just made 180K. What? Do I get 10% of this show? Oh, did I, did you owe me. <laughs> You're going to owe me money. I don't think you want it. Meet, he doesn't want it. Help him with the math. Wait, are you getting paid? <laughs> paid? What's this? I get a percentage, I thought, but oh, maybe, I'm, maybe I don't want a percentage. Yeah. Pearlie was great at math. Sometime we'll tell our, our math grade card story at college. So I was good at math. Yeah, yeah, you were well, the only thing I was horrible. Good you were horrible at it. What are you talking um, about? The grade card that we got in uh, uh, calculus. When we saw well, great calculus, cards? Is, I'm talking math. math. Oh, okay. I thought that was math. Um, all right. So we talked about this a little bit. That <laughs> brings back bad wow, memories. Wow. Kind of, I start sweating <laughs> a little. Me too. You should. You should be sweating more than I because I did better than you in that. Tiger and the in the Japan Skins Game Challenge. The Skins Challenge. Okay. We we talked about this a little bit. Let's let's frame this up a little bit for the listeners. Back in the day, the very first Skins Game was Jack. Arnold, Tom Watson, and Gary Player. Yeah. Big names. Really. Pillars. And right. in, was it Palm Desert? It, no, it was in, uh, it was a desert mountain in, uh, in uh, Scottsdale, I think. It was Desert Highlands. Desert Highlands. You're absolutely right. Desert Highlands. Yeah, I forgot yep. about that. That's yep. where it started. That was the first one. And then there, moved that, down. There was, that was a... It's a beautiful golf course. Yes. It has some beautiful holes, but yeah. it's got some funky All shots funky out there. Stuff out and when there. you missed a shot and it hits one, hits one of those boulders. But but think about this for a minute. Those guys played for tons of money back at the time. Stuff that was considered massive amounts mm-hmm. of money, right? So here's how this thing broke down financially out at um, in Japan. Jason Day walks away, birdies the 18th hole, wins $210,000. Look, we are in no way, shape, or form saying that's not a lot of money. It is. But Tiger wins 60K, Rory wins 60K, and Hideki only wins 30. Only wins 30. But that doesn't mean anything to them. No, nothing. Now, we know they were all paid way more than that to show up. We all know that. But how is this good for the game, and how is it significant? How does Tiger, besides being the most competitive guy in the world, how does he care? I mean, I want to be Jason Day, but I, you know, this doesn't, this isn't going on my resume. This yeah. isn't in the record books. Is this good for the game? Oh, I don't know that it's bad. I just think that it's, it was milk toasty as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, um, that's what I saw. Like I said, I enjoyed watching it for about 10 minutes, and I'm thinking, okay, it's kind of pretty golf course. You know, it's kind of strange too. Fans are walking all over the place. Right. The guys are putting. It looked like a practice round to me. Yeah. Which, again, who doesn't like watching those guys play golf? But I don't even, it's like, don't even do the money thing. Because you know they're making five times that uh, under the table, or not under the table, but in the contract. Right. So how do you do it then? How do you do it? I don't know. Have them them play for for a charity. Have them do something like that where people are rooting for different things. How about playing for their own money? Yeah, they're not going to do that. These guys aren't going to do that. It's a conversation stopper. Yeah. Absolutely now, no way in hell. What was part of that deal, though? I saw no were they playing with uh, rugby players or something. Yeah, they had a rugby. Yeah, and, and I, I, I'm not exactly sure um, how or what that was about, but I think they were just trying to spice it up a little bit. Which yeah, I, one of the rugby players picked up one of the golfers. And I, I think he, he picked break Rory him. up and looked like he could have tossed like him a little, like, a, like rock. a little kid, like he was yeah. going to rock him. Yeah, or something I'm like, like that. yeah, right. Um, but uh, man, the 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 one thing that was evident to me, though, for sure, was the Japanese are just golf crazy yeah. over there. Yeah, they just love their. And Hideki is an absolute rock star over there. And he's only what 24 years old. Yeah, very young. Yeah, yeah man, young. he does he does extremely very well over guy, here. Yeah, he very very himself. very classy. He handles himself really well. Well, that's gonna do it for the on the range segment. Um, come back. We are gonna jump onto the front nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Quick note, we just got a call from our friend Joe Sheezer at USA Mortgage. He said the rates are still below 4%, and if you mention Golf with Jay Delsing, he'll give you a discount on your closing costs. Please call him today at 314-628-2015. Do you folks know about a family-owned and operated jewelry business? It's been in the St. Louis area since 1946. If you haven't heard the name Sutley before, well, you have now. They are the premier 
Hearts on Fire dealer in the metropolitan region and have been for more than 21 years. What's a Hearts on Fire diamond, you ask? It is the world's most perfectly cut diamond. The Sutleys are knowledgeable and passionate about your jewelry needs and are open six days a week. They will treat you like family and want to understand your wishes and desires. Their business thrives on developing personal relationships with you. Sully's also strive to stay on top of the latest trends in fashion with amazing selection of designer jewelry from famous designers like Lagos, Zengani, Simon G., just to name a few. It's all done at Sutley. Sully's is on the cutting edge of the diamond business, featuring the lab-grown diamonds that can cost 30 to 40% less than a mined diamond. Whether it's a hearts on fire, designer or custom jewelry, or even the new and innovative lab-grown diamonds, let Sutley Jewelers take care of all your jewelry needs. I have known this family for 45 years. Go in and see Gary. Ask for Gus. Ask for Laura. It's a family business, and they are terrific people. They're located in the Lamp and Lantern Village on Clayton Road, just west of Highway 141 in Town & Country. You can also visit them at saettele.com. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC, are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate, finance, and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for its golf equipment since 1976. Golf Discount has been and still is locally owned. They employ the most experienced staff you'll find anywhere. There are two locations, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount fits your custom equipment to your swing using the -the state-of-the-art GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures that perfect fit that you're looking for. Go to Golf Discount for all your golfing needs. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. John Perlis is with me here, and um, we got to thank the folks at Whitmore for sponsoring this show. There are 90 holes of golf at your with your membership at Whitmore Country Club. The links of Dardeen, Missouri Bluffs, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and no, all of your golf carts fees are included in that membership. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse and a fitness center that's 24 hours, a large pool complex, no food and beverage minimums, no assessments ever, uh, tennis courts, there's junior golf, junior, ten, junior tennis, um, swim team available, Bummer, our good buddy Bummer, friend of the show, has been on the show. They do a great job out there. They're just about golf and growing the game and about your families, getting your kids involved. So you got to stop and say hello to Bummer. He's just a great guy to know. Um, do if, they do the teams out there, Jay? Do they do, do, they do the junior teams? The, the, I, I think they do. The PGA, they're called PGA Leagues. Yeah, the so junior leagues. That? I think they are. They're doing those I all really over like the place. That idea. Yeah, it's yeah. a good concept to get Maybe people. Maybe somebody can come from, uh, uh, from Whitmore and talk about that a little bit. See, yeah. see how yeah. they're putting that together. So if you're interested in joining a club that's family-centric, family-friendly, go to Whitmore Golf. That's W-H-I-T-M-O-O-R-G-O-L-F.com. All right. So, early, we're getting cold. It's getting cold here. Yep. Getting nasty. Yep. Uh, the days of, uh, you know, slapping a pair of shorts on and running out, playing a quick nine, those are gone. One of the things that I loved as a kid growing up here is that when it got cold, I didn't think about golf. I wouldn't play basketball. Mm. We played some soccer and we did some other things, you know. Um, But that's when we were kids. Now that we're older, we don't necessarily move as well as we 
we've got to be able to do something golf the healthy for our games. And we've had some phenomenal folks help sponsor the show. There's some great choices yeah. of what to do. In golf the Discount golf. is still yeah. with us. They're fantastic. Golf Tech was mm-hmm. with us. Um, 20 Minutes to Fitness is a phenomenal place to spend 20 minutes to get yourself in shape. But we're talking about not only strength, but we're talking about flexibility. We're talking about – so the thing that I get asked all the time, Pearl, you do, you probably do too, how do I hit it further? How do I hit it further? I'm always and asking it, you how I hit yeah, it further. Yeah, and there's one thing. I mean, it's it's really, really simple, right? It is all about speed. From flexibility and that's strength. Right. And yeah. that's where I was going. And how do you get the speed? you got to be flexible, mm-hmm. and you got to have some strength to get that power. And people don't get that you have to be flexible. Right. You absolutely do. Yeah. It, it, strength over flexibility? I think I want flexibility in, right. in this game, but both is, is a heck of a way to go. I've got a cool person. Her name is Cindy Vickers. She's going to come on the show soon, and she is an fitness expert, and she is golf focused mostly on golf, and she is going to. We are going to talk about specific things, and um, she's she's really going to shed some light on some of the some of the common flaws that people. You know, a lot of amateurs go, "Man, I just can't stop coming over the top." And she and I were talking about this the other day, and it, she said to me, and it is directly related to the golfers. Um, weakness in their lower body. And Pearl, that's exactly what happens because the upper body completely overwhelms the lower body in the swing because the legs don't get active enough. We've talked about that a hundred times. For me, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's really interesting. But what a great time of year to do it. So you're not on the course beating yourself up necessarily, you know, whether you're making maybe a little technique swing change or doing the stuff you're talking about here with strengthening and, and making some changes. You've got three or four months to kind of groove it, get fit, get comfortable with it. You start something like this in May, you might suffer throughout your whole summer season. Make these changes now and take advantage of this. Yeah, and if you're going to ever do video, use the video mm-hmm. now. I mean, Golf Discount has the GC Quad launch monitors. If you want to get fitted for clubs, Golf Discount. Man, uh, Todd Bentrup, he is a rock star at, at Golf Discounts, and he's at both locations. They can really, really help you. And I don't, I'm not trying to spend our folks money uh, at all, but I can't tell you how, if you have not bought a set of clubs in let's say the last 10 years, whoops, you have, they, they, they can make a huge difference. Right. And, and f- folks, we're talking about larger sweet spots, better um, shaft choices for, you know, maybe your swing speed's 85 and not, you know, the technology is just there, it's, it's, matching up with the new ball. It, you you got to make the change. And I'm the worst. I've yeah, been the worst for yeah. my whole career. Well, I was kind of a dinosaur, too. And yeah. then I adopted because I had to if I wanted to try to stay out there because they, they were just pumping new stuff at you every single week. Yeah. And you're going, man, what do I, do I what do I got to do? I got to try another driver. But right. we did. What about getting, uh, once we hear from Cindy and get comfortable with some of this, get her on uh, – some of the social media. Uh, oh, absolutely. Posts, she some be. videos. Yep. And maybe people can share their videos and she can even help them out a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. That's all going to be in the works. I love um, that. Yeah. It's, it's, so, some, so one of the things, Pearl, we know this um, about teaching. Some people will, I can say to you, you need to do this with this, your elbow. And, and some people do it spot on and other people don't know their elbow from their knee. Right. But if you show them a video or show them a video of themselves, they, it's like, so some people are really visual learners and learn straight away and quickly by seeing things. And others can use the spoken word. But the one thing that's for sure, everybody's different. Yeah. Well, the video helps a lot. We've talked about this. Feel isn't real. So they might be feeling a certain thing, but then they watch and they think they're making the big turn. Then they watch themselves in video and go, God, I thought I was turning all the way. Right. And I've got. 20% to go or right. 40% to go. Right. That's the video helps a ton. And again, you don't want to overdo it because right. it can also make you crazy and start looking at too many things. But when you're working on a specific thing, you want to make sure you're doing it. It's a great way to go. And that's what Cindy's going to bring to the table. But I'll tell you a really cool story about Ben Hogan. Mr. Hogan was, you know, he wasn't the most public person. He worked his tail off and hit ball after ball after ball. And right towards the end of his career, right before he uh, was stopping to play, they started coming out with video. Okay, and they said, Mr. Hogan, this is fantastic. We have video. Can we can we video your swing? You want to see your swing on video? You know what he said? Nah. 
And they said, what do you mean? I mean, you work so hard on your swing. He goes, I do not want to see what that I'm not doing something I feel like I'm doing, which is so beautiful because it was working for him. He had a theory in his mind, and he didn't want to disrupt that with the facts that he might not actually I be agree. doing that. We talked about this, I think, several shows ago. Xander Shawfield uh, yep. was the same way. His father would Shoffley. Shoffley. Yep. Thanks, Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shoffley. Uh, his father would not let him uh, uh, watch right, video. Right. And he would sneak some video with yep. his buddies on the side. And they, his dad, I guess, pretty tough guy. Yeah. And his dad just didn't want that for the same reason. So, again, there's pros and cons. You've got to have a plan when you use it. You just don't want to abuse it. We've watched some of the, some of the tour players. I've watched, but I'm not going to name names. These guys just grind it out, and boy, well, it didn't seem to help. No, uh, no, I, I'm with you. It's I mean, so technical because you got to feel your way around out there. But Pearl, it's a gigantic trap. Yeah. I mean, first of all, be. the the game of golf is just a mental. It's a trap all to itself, right? But this this quest to get better, and I have taken myself down so many rabbit holes where I think I'm getting better, and and I'm like, this information's not helping me, yeah. like. Did I need to know that? The answer was no. We need uh, videos of between our ears for the neural pathways and see if our synapses are are firing uh, accordingly. Do I have any of those? I don't think so. You might not anymore, but you had so. it when you first got out there. I don't think I did. I think that I may, I think may I'm, not have been good. I've been trying to kill all the synopses <laughs> I can. I, I think I've probably done a good job. There's not much red wine left in the town. Um, well, that's going to do it for the front nine segment. Um, come back to the back nine. We're going to have our interview with Mark Long, and we're going to have an episode of Whack and Chase and the uh, 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome to our segment that I like to call the leading edge. My guest this week, and will be with me for the next seven or eight weeks, is Cindy Vicker. Cindy Good morning, and thanks for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I feel, like, very honored, as a matter of fact. Oh, my gosh. I try well, not to be nervous. I think you're the first person that's felt honored to be on the show, but we <laughs> we appreciate that, and we're all about first. Um, good. I want to tell folks a little bit. So we talked, and we have this um, segment that we're going to call um, Improving Your Physical Handicap. Okay, you're, you've got some really f- phenomenal certifications Um you're certified as a um, uh, registered yoga teacher, a corrective exercise specialist, um, KVEST instructor, TPI, which is Titleist Performance Institute instructor, as well as a um, personal trainer. And I, I, I just think you're perfect for this this spot because. Let's say that again because that word doesn't get used that much. Yeah, they're perfect for this. Yeah, they think oh, you're just good. perfect. Thank you. For the spot, oh. because no, um, because what we're trying to do is figure out ways that we can differentiate yourself, yourselves in your uh, in your field. So, um, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on how we're going to approach this, uh, lowering your physical handicap. Okay, so let's just say a handicap is some kind of challenge or impediment to you being successful at what you're trying to do. So. When we're talking about golf specifically, and we're talking about a fitness handicap, fitness handicap, we're talking about what it is a, is it about your body that it's not doing, um, that's causing you to not essentially have an efficient golf swing, right? So having an efficient golf swing is the name of the game. If you want power, if you want speed, if you want club head speed, you want you know consistency, if you want everything, it's about having this very efficient swing. So TPI has. Um, they just have extensive, extensive research about golf and fitness and how it applies to improving your golf game. So they've created this um, this data where they have essentially 12 physical screens, like 12 tests, and it's they call it the body swing connection. So in each test, they're saying if you cannot perform this test, and it might look like something that's unrelated to your golf swing, the way it is going to impact your golf game is thus and so. So let me let me give you an example of one of those things. And th- there's 12 screens. So we're not really going to talk about this specifically today, but this is just an example. So one screen tests your ability to rotate your hips um, internally and externally. Extremely important in the golf swing. Extremely important. If you cannot rotate your hips 
um, sufficiently, that can cause sway. You know what sway is when you lean away from it. That causes you to lose your balance. It can cause you to lose your posture, have reverse spine angle, early extension, hanging back. Um, that's just about rotating your hips internally. And you really can't separate things because then we have to talk about, you know, the strength of your lower body and your upper body rotation. But if we're just talking, but, but, but uh, my point is that if I can see that you cannot rotate your hips internally, I know that that's what's going to happen in your golf swing. And that's what's so important about why we want, we want to get this message out to uh, our listeners is because they'll go take lessons and buy new clubs and things like that. And the information you have can help them, you know, and maybe save them from buying new clubs. They don't, they don't need that. Yeah, and it's not like you don't look at those things. I mean, you you need to understand how to play the game and assessing the course and how to relax and all those things. But but this is specifically about when you're trying to get yourself into this efficient golf swing. And lots of lots and lots of people, particularly amateurs, don't realize that their body is not doing the very thing that they're supposed to be doing or that their teacher or their golf pro or they understand that they're trying to do something but their body just won't cooperate. So it's the job of me to figure out what it is that's not happening either strength-wise or flexibility-wise and then give you the tools to do it. But we're really talking about specific to playing golf, not about getting six-pack abs. Which right. we could do that too if you want. Well, that's fantastic. And we are going to break this series down. We're going to talk about balance. We're going to talk about flexibility, strength, and speed. And um, so stay tuned to the, the leading edge. Cindy Vickers is going to be with us for the next seven or eight weeks. And we are going to break down these parts of our body that are going to help you create a more efficient golf swing. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I've got my favorite caddy, John, here with me. And uh, probably we are headed to the back nine. Um, let's go straight to our Mark Long caddy tale Love interview. It. I can remember just um, having... Back in the day when I first got on tour, you know, not really knowing very many people, not knowing what to do and having when you had a caddy, you know, that, that worked for you for a few weeks and you got to know him. It, it was such a uh, like a oh, like a comfort level. There was just a different comfort level knowing that you're going to walk up there and and uh, and, you know, have your guy come grab your bag and off you go as opposed to. Man, when I didn't have a caddy, I felt like a piece of meat in a, you know, in a, out in the, uh, out in the wild where all these lions and tigers were just going to come in and start hitting at me and just, you know, grabbing me and telling me how good they could caddy and things like that. It was just weird. Yeah, that walk through the parking lot was, uh, was you're running the gauntlet on a Monday or a Tuesday, aren't you? Uh, it. It doesn't. I don't think that happens much anymore because everybody kind of just has a full-time caddy. But when we went out there at first in the in the late '80s or early '90s, um, it was unusual to have a full-time caddy. Guys were switching all the time. Right. Um, I mean, and there was uh, actually a PGA. Did you know that there was actually a PGA rule that in the '70s, early '70s, I think it was still in effect, where you could not take the same caddy for more than one or two weeks in a row. That was an actual rule. You had to use a different guy. No, I had no so, idea. But when I first got on tour, Curtis Strange was one of the best players, and he never had, he never kept a caddy for more than, you know, six or eight weeks and rotated them in and out. Yeah, there was a there was a lot more of that. In the early, late 80s, early 90s, guys were always working for different players. And then... Uh, of course, when I went out with Fred, I, I worked for the same guy almost all the time when I came out, and that that was sort of the sort of when things started changing. And the interesting thing about how things have changed for caddies, it's the the increase in the purses. It's all directly related to the increase in purses. The the more money there was in caddying uh, changed the way caddies did things and and who came out to caddy. Um, when I first came out, there were a handful of caddies who were good players. Uh, Bones came out the same time I did. He was real good. He was an All-American in college. Um, I, I, I was an average college player. 
talent-wise. So I, I, you know, I wasn't too bad a golfer. But there weren't there weren't too many guys who could break 70 playing golf as a caddy when I came out. Now there's guys who have their tour cards who've had tour cards who are caddying. I, I, there's probably 30 caddies who have no idea how many times they've broken 70 playing golf. Shoot, there's probably 30 caddies who played the, the Corn Ferry Tour caddying on the tour right now. It's it's kind of like everybody who didn't make it to the majors is caddying for someone they knew who they played with in college or the minor leagues. So and, it's really it's really changed a lot. And and what uh, uh you know there's two two trains of thought basically. You don't have to necessarily know the game uh super well. You just need to know your player's game. Um but if you do know the game really well and and you have that connection with your player, it can be a huge help. I think, yeah, it's not, obviously it's not a 100% requirement, because if you tick off the list, uh, Joe LaCava is a great caddy, Tiger Woods caddy now, Fred Couples long long time caddy. He knows exactly, there's no way anybody knows more about caddying than Joe does. And Joe, I don't think is, is, a low handicapper even. Um, right. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he's not, he's not that kind of a, a, a player, but he, but he, he just has so much experience. He pays attention. You don't have to be, there are lots of great coaches who, who weren't great players. That's true in all sports. And that's true in caddying. You can kind of look at it that way. But if you happen to play at a high level, which, which I didn't, but I can name someone, for instance, let's take Nick Jones, who caddies for Charles Howe. Uh, Nick was an all-pack 10 guy at USC, and Nick played in the U.S. Open at Pinehurst, and I think he actually shot a pretty good score the second round. He missed the cut. But if you have a caddy who knows what it's like to, to be in those situations, it's got to be a bonus because he, he just has another insight to the player's mentality and what the player's going through. And if you haven't been there, you can try to think you know, but you don't know, do you? No, you really don't. Let's just reminisce a little bit about some of the fun stories that you have and some of the funny things that occur. I, I told a story a couple of weeks ago about I was playing with Greg Norman, and I watched him top a drive about 40 yards. You know, and he was probably the best driver of the ball that I ever played with, long and straight-wise. And some of the things you see, you know, day in and day out get pretty funny and pretty unusual. So, so yeah. Let's. There's, there's so, there's so many of them. Um, what I think since you brought up the Greg Norman shot, it's seeing some of the bad shots that the guys have hit. Um, I, I remember, I, I remember Hal Sutton cold topping one off the ninth tee at Las Colinas one time, and that's. It's just a shock when that happens. It, it happens, but it shocks you every time it does because that's the last thing you expect one of the great players of all time do, to do, but they do it. Um, it should be a little hint to uh, the listeners that the, the difference between a tour player's really good shot and really bad shot is just as gargantuan as yours is. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's pretty shocking sometimes. Yeah, it's um, true. One time we were playing with Dr. Dirt, Bart Bryant, at Austin in a senior event, and you know how Dirt used to kind of, he used to kind of beat the ground with his three wood and then tee it up on the tuft of ground, you know. Is that no? Are you talking about so, Brad or are you talking about Bart? Doctor Dirt, Brad, Brad, Brad. That's right, Brad. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Brad. Brad. Did I say? Oh, okay. So it's Brad, Doctor Dirt. So, so anyway, he he, you know, does the thing, and you know how long he hit it too. He hit it miles. So he kind of tufts up the grass, puts his ball on it, and hits the three wood. He hits it so fat, it flies about 15 yards <laughs> up in the air and about 20 yards forward, and it plops in a little pond right in front of the tee that nobody – you didn't even know the pond was there. You just walk around it without it. And until this ball flew into the pond, you never knew the pond existed. And it was Tom Kite and, and Dirt and Fred Funk, and we were all just dead silent because it was just shocking. And so, so – <laughs> Brad just goes over, gets another ball, and um, tees it up with his driver and hits it about 340 right down the pipe like nothing happened. (laughs) 
he has the best. Oh, that was one. He has the best series of nicknames. I mean, he he was one of those guys. Brad Brandt, we're talking about, would come out in at the early morning tea time, afternoon tea time, whatever, straight out of the hotel and look like he slept in his clothes. Everything he had was wrinkled. His hat was on crooked. There was food stains on the front of his his uh, his clothes, and he was um, he started off. Um, they they used to call him Commander Dirt, and then they said um, yeah. Commander in Chief of all Dirt Forces, and then this nickname that was McCord who, who <laughs> dubbed him right, right, and yeah. then and it just evolved all the way back down to just Dirt. Now you just refer to Brad Bryant as Dirt because he's just kind of Dirt. Yeah, he's and we can we can name. There's a group of guys who fit into that this category uh, who can take the the best you could get the best Italian tailor clothing, whatever, and and put it on these guys, and they all just look like you said they'd look like they'd slept in it and eaten a big spaghetti sauce dinner with it, like <laughs> Steve Pate, right? Pater's just like that. He he just and uh, certainly so. There's dirt. There's Pater. You know Rocco. Rocco, when he was younger, was like that. Now Rocco, Rocco's looking good now, man. Yeah, he's lost he a lot of weight and, and gotten some things together. Oh, man. I went to college with but Steve Pate, and Steve Pater you know, used to love to dip. And we'd get a little wind blowing, yeah. and he would spit this tobacco, and it would go on his visor, on his face, yeah. on the collars of his shirt. I mean, it was, every, it was everywhere. I wasn't going to go there with the dip part, but that's what I was thinking when I was thinking of Pater. That's all over his shirt, right? It's just, uh, it's I'm 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 more in that way than I am uh, in the in, in the in the keeping clean way. I'm I put on a new shirt in the morning. It's within one hour. There's something on it. I'm, I've got that same problem. Well, the older I get, I mean, something. I just spilled my whole. I could tell you what I what my three meals were by looking down at the clothes that I have on because it's all all over the place. But you know, Bobby Clampett was a little like that. He'd take three swings and his shirt would come untucked. Oh, he couldn't keep his shirt tucked in. Yeah, there's a few of those guys for sure. Yeah, that's that's funny. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some some comical things we've we've heard guys say or oh one <laughs> Fulton Allen I mean talk oh. about some 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 lines that you remember forever he used to just remember Basil used to work for Fulty and so did and B- Bullet Fulte, Bob Burns yeah and and Fulty all oh, the lines he had for Basil Basil. I know your head is hollow, but it still casts a shadow. Please move so I can butt. You know, and he just said he told he had so many good lines with that South African accent, many of which I can't say on the radio, unfortunately. No, you cannot. We are a family show, but I know exactly where you're going with them. What about the time that Fulton Allum dropped his yardage book in the Porta John? Oh my goodness! And had gracious. Bullet this Bob is... Burns go retrieve it. Yeah. Who People actually had? Who story, actually but, did uh, not retrieve this, it? He had his this, his scorekeeper go in there and get it. Exactly. And so she she walk she walk, walks up to to, to bullet, and um, he's she's got this wad of toilet paper holding the yardage book, and bullet just starts laughing. And anyway. Without going into the exact verbiage used, um, on one or two swings later, Fulty followed through and started smelling his grip. And it didn't smell quite, quite right, and he described it in very colorful language. So, like uh, he and, did most of the time. Did you, know, did you know Bob Burnt? So Bob, who worked for, for Fulty as well, legendary caddy from Long Island, he told me once that he went to grade school with Bob Costas, and he used to beat up Bob Costas every day and steal his lunch money. So that's a neat little tidbit. <laughs> you know what? Bob Burns caddied for me for about two years, and um, it was um, it was never a dull moment. He had more one-liners and more little quick jabs and and barbs than anyone I've ever. I, I, I ever had met, and I also had a tough time understanding some of his New York. Oh yeah. Well, how about um, 
I'm just trying to think of some more. I remember a line, uh, Travis, we were sitting in Hawaii, and we've been there for a week or two, and, and it's it's Saturday night. Everybody's hanging out at Duke's, and Travis says, he goes, man, I can't get, I can't wait to get off this rock back where I belong. And immediately, Bullet Bob says, yeah, back in the county jail. <laughs> you know, just classic Bullet. Um, gosh, he, we, now, did you ever hear the story back before George started making yardage books, or making a lot of them? I guess guys would get different numbers all the time on part three. So you get up there and three guys have three different numbers and no one would know what was going on. And so I guess, I guess when the growler was working for Payne Stewart one time, they get to about the 17th hole and Payne's, Payne's eight under for the day. And um, growler gives Payne the number. Yeah. It's like 185. And Payne says to growler, he goes, Hey growler, Every number you give me today has been even. It's been like 150, 155. I haven't heard like a 163 the whole day. Hey, Growler, keep in mind he's eight under for the day. Growler looks right at him and goes, that's because you're not that good. <laughs> no, what is, do you know the Growler's full name? I know his first name was Lynn, wasn't it? Lynn Strickler. Lynn Strickler. Oh, and so, folks, they called him the Growler because he growled at you. He basically just growled at you. So he told yeah, he Payne Stewart. He growl. He, no question. Yeah, yeah, he told Payne Stewart, you're not, he's eight under far for the day, and he's he's rounding up or down all of his numbers to give them even. Um, and he told him he's not that good, so he doesn't need him to be any more specific. Yeah, the way, <laughs> the way Lynn would have said it, if I could try, I've never tried my growler imitation, but it'd be something like, he'd go, you're not that good. <laughs> You know, <laughs> just, price, just priceless. <laughs> Some of the, I'll tell you, the, the caddies, when I came out, oh, you could have made a movie about it. It was, the characters were incredible. Fluff, you know, let's look at Fluff. Fluff, Fluff was old when he was young, right? I mean, he looked, he looked 30 years older than he did when he was younger. And now he, I mean, he looks the same, basically. He does look like the same. Like he's never changed. I want to thank Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing. There's 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. If you join out at Whitmore, you get privileges at the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are included in that membership. There's no food and beverage minimums and no assessments ever. They've got a great 24-hour fitness center, a large pool complex, three tennis courts, a year-round social calendar that is rocking out at Whitmore. There's kids' clubs, junior golf, junior tennis, swim team available for your children. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, a wonderful staff, and you've got to go to the golf shop and visit my friend, Bummer. He is an absolute treat. Don't forget about the golf leagues, their skin games, members' tournaments. Bummer and the staff out at Whitmore are continually running cool and fun golf events for you and your family. Visit their website at whitmoregolf.com. Golf Discount is where St. Louis has shopped for its golf equipment since 1976. Golf Discount has been and still is locally owned. They employ the most experienced staff you'll find anywhere. There are two locations, one in South County just off of Lee May Ferry and one in O'Fallon at Highways K and N. Golf Discount fits your custom equipment to your swing using the state-of-the-art GC Quad Launch Monitor. This ensures that perfect fit that you're looking for. Go to Golf Discount for all your golfing needs. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! St. Louis has so much going for it right now. A new soccer team on the way. The Blues made a historic run to bring home the Stanley Cup. And we have a growing startup community making St. Louis a household name for innovation nationally and internationally. Pride is not just who we were, but 
who we are becoming is the new banner call for St. Louis, and the forward momentum is exciting to see. But is your banking partner moving forward with you? Are they a part of your community or sitting hundred mile, hundreds of miles away making decisions that affect the forward momentum of you and your business? Well, St. Louis Bank is a locally owned community bank for the St. Louis region. And like what's happening in our area, St. Louis Bank is innovating community banking to help you move your business and our region forward. St. Louis Bank, let's move your business forward together. Find us online at stlouisbank.com. Connect with us on LinkedIn or call us at 314-851-6200. Dinner was delicious. Everything on the menu is house-made with love. The roasted beet salad had perfectly balanced flavors. The gnocchi ragu and the mushroom ravioli were some of the most amazing pasta dishes we've ever tasted. And the service made our experience perfect. We would highly recommend Pinot for a date night or casual dinner. Hey, St. Louis, this is Chef Pepe, inviting you to Pinot Italian Soul Food in Clayton on Wydown, just east of Hanley. It's time for the 19th hole on Golf with Jay Delsing. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly here with me, and we are going to the 19th hole, one of our favorite segments. Um, man, I want to thank the Deem team and their automotive group. Uh, just bought my car. Uh, my daughter, Joa, car, and they just hit it out of the park over at the uh, the Volkswagen dealership in Kirkwood. Couldn't Can't thank them enough. Colin and Brent, man, you guys were just fantastic. Um, these guys, some people, some dealerships say they have everything you need. These guys have everything you could imagine. They've got brands like Volkswagen, Subaru, Hyundai, Genesis, Volkswagen, uh, Volvo, uh, over a thousand pre-owned vehicles. I bought a pre-owned Volkswagen and um, had a car sitting out there, cleaned up, gassed up. Joe and I both got to she drive excited? it. Oh man, she's excited. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just really are. fun. Plus, it's a, nice to have a great experience like yep, that. Yep, safe car, which was our main mm-hmm. uh, main goal. They put us in a great vehicle. They uh, have a, a custom golf cart division. It's really fun. Those things are great. Music, mm-hmm. uh, street legal. Uh, go to DeanTeamGolfCarts.com for that and uh, their luxury division, Dean Team Autosports. If you're a car guy at all. You got to get over and see this. They've got Bugattis, Bentleys, Ferraris, Maseratis, Lamborghinis. They got uh, Rolls Royces, McLarens, and they just got a Porsche 918 Spider that costs just a tiny bit more than your house and my house put together. It costs a million and a half dollars. Yikes! Yikes! So there's five locations, all on Manchester Road. Uh, the Volkswagen, Subaru, and Hyundai are in Baldwin. The second Volkswagen locations in Kirkwood. That's where we went. Hey Brent, and hey Colin, and uh, they're open. They're about to open a brand new Volvo dealership in Maplewood. So uh, anything you need, DeanTeam.com. Um, all right, cool. We um, the Mark Long stuff is just really great. We've got um, we got to go to an episode of Whack and Chase. That's great too. From Caddy Tales to Whack and Chase, this, this is, is the Golf with Jay Delsing <laughs> show, and it's fun with one episode after another, baby. Here comes Whack and Chase. John, Jay, you guys ready to help some people? Absolutely. We're always ready to help somebody. All right. David, on the line now for Whack and Chase, looking for some advice. Hey, hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Dave, thanks for calling. Yeah. So uh, I'm a pretty regular golfer, a a weekend warrior, if you will. I I play a couple times a month, you know, as often as I can throughout the year, but usually it's a couple times a month. I actually grew up uh, across the street from a golf course. And my folks still live there. My dad still plays there every day. He plays five, six times a week. And that's awesome. kind of part of my problem. Uh, where, where, my, where, 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 where are you from, uh, to give us a hint there, so maybe we can identify the golf course if somebody knows it? Oh, gosh, probably not. Okay. So uh, my, my folks uh, live up in Gallatin, Missouri. I live here in St. Louis. Okay. They live about five hours away. Good. But I guess, I guess the problem is that uh, he gets to play all the time, and I'm playing a couple times a month. And I've got a younger sister, five years younger, and she got to spend an extra five years there across the street from the golf course. And, and now she lives <laughs> I in Florida. I know where we're going with this, Dave. <laughs> this is awesome. So we only play all three of us together about once a year. And Uh-oh. an example of that was last week. Oh, and Dave. I think you know how the story ends. <laughs> oh, Dave. That's tough. That's tough. Oh, God, I, bet your, I bet your little sister can play. 
Yes, she can. Uh, she was a high school athlete. She played uh, uh, ball in college, and she's long and she's lean, and she can drive the ball almost 300 yards. Yikes! You got a hater on the golf course. Yeah, it's a love hate. Yeah, 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 right on. Well, that's that. There's a lot of good stuff in there, right there, though. That you're playing with family, you're still uh, with your dad. That your dad's still playing golf. And uh, somehow you got to step this up. So how far behind are you? Kind of what are you after here? <laughs> what, what specifically, you know, uh, are you two shots worse than you need to be or ten shots? And uh, what are you shooting? I'm about a stroke every other hole. I'm pretty much a bogey golfer. My problem is when I blow a hole, I end up what I call a double bogey, you know, like sure. an eight. <laughs> <laughs> I got to remember the definition of double bogey is eight. I got to remember that one. So, so, yeah, so, I, I don't have much time to practice. Where should I be spending my time? I, I'm probably not going to learn how to hit at 300 yards in my one weekend a month. Um, you know, putting's pretty easy. Chipping's a close contact sport. Where, where should I be spending my time okay. to get better and catch up with these two? That's a great question, and, and Jay is kind of nervously fidgeting over on the far side of the table over there. So while he calms himself down, I was going to ask you a couple questions here. So <laughs> sure. let's see here. Um, do you take lessons, or have you taken lessons? You know, I haven't. I, I actually learned from my dad. He's a pretty good coach in every sport. Nice. Um, I've never taken lessons from a professional, though. Okay. All right. So that's one little thing we uh, we know about you there. Um, let's see here. Do you dream about golf when you're dreaming? Now? Especially like before the big match, this annual match with dad and sister. Are you dreaming about that? Is there some buildup in, in your mind, in your dreams, in your thought process prior to the event? You know, I think excitement, but not not a nervous dream. I'm happy about it. I enjoy golf. It's a it's a friendly walk around the park. Uh, you know, ruined by a little white ball, but uh, <laughs> I, I I don't I, I dream about it in a good way. I look forward to it. That's awesome. So just so Jay has a hint here, how many shots are you trying to get better? So if you're kind of bogey golf, I think you said. What are you trying to be? Yeah, if I could start knocking off, you know, nine or ten shots on on around eighteen holes, I'd be in a lot better shape. Well, thank God you're talking to Jay Delskin because normally that's <laughs> a, that's a tall order for a lot of people, but it is not for Jay Delskin, <laughs> and he is chomping at the bit to give you an answer. So, uh, sit down, grab a pen, get your notes ready, and tell your sister and your father be ready for next year. Dave, Dave, give, give me a little example because I think you you made a you feel like putting is pretty easy. So I'm I'm thinking that you don't lose a whole lot of strokes around the green on the greens. Unfortunately, I, I probably three putt more often than I should. Uh, I've kind of adopted the concept of on that second shot to try and be on the green. Um, so I'd probably say my you know as you make me break it down in my own mind. Probably my, my short game is my problem. You know, I, I heard somebody saying that they take half their shots within 100 feet of the, the hole, and I laughed. I wish it was half my shots. Yeah, so that's where that's why I asked you that question because when anybody so he wasn't thinking it was bad early because he wasn't losing any balls on the green, right? So right. he wasn't making any of those eight, those eight double bogeys, right? Those, okay, those, I got it. I got it. What what? Because um, when anyone will ask me, what's the quickest, easiest, best way for me to lower their handicap, lower scores? It's always from 100 yards on end. It's never about trying to hit a 300-yard drive. So what I would what I would focus on is um, from 100 yards on end. And I I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but Pearl, you can vouch for this too. I'd say 60% of people that play golf don't know how far their clubs go. Oh, 60. Uh, 90. Okay. I was trying to be kind. Yeah. Well, I'm not And, and so what we want to do is try to figure out how far how far this club Look is going to go. Look at all the amateurs you had playing with you all through those years. They all thought they knew how far they right. did, but every single time right. you would have begged to hit one more club. And, and I'll tell you this, David, 99.99% of them all missed short. There was all, you know, that, that miss it. And I get that. What I would suggest is getting your wedges if you can sneak out it doesn't take a huge time commitment sneak out get your uh, i don't know how many wedges you have in your bag if you just have a sand wedge and a pitching wedge or if you have three or maybe you know you, you may have four uh, i doubt that since you don't get to play that much but i would i would get a night this doesn't take power by the way david you get mm-hmm. nice smooth rhythmic swing and just make solid contact just keep moving the ball forward and if you're in doubt Will this wedge 
get me that far. I'm not sure. Go take one more club and just swing it easy. It's completely non-male. We love to swing hard. We love to hit it hard. <laughs> but it is such, even in my game, when we were, when I would play my best, it would be because if I was ever in between clubs, I'd take a longer club no question. and not try to hit it no hard. Question. It's not as much fun. But it is, it is so when you hit much it, more it, effective. When you hit it better, it's a lot of and fun. And making cuts and making money yeah, was fun. Exactly. So it actually it was w- way more fun. But that's what I'd really do. And then focus on if you, one thing that if you can if you can start avoiding your three putts. So start working on your the pace of your stroke. Start working in, on how um, what length of stroke is going to produce what length of putt. And you I know want, that you, sounds you want him to work inside from a, a foot or two from the hole out to 30 or 40 feet, or you want him to start at 30 or 40 feet, move into a foot? Yeah, I would start out at 30, 40 feet and just get a sense for – Man, why am I am I typically long? Am I typically short? And one of the things you want to do when you putt, this will help you dramatically. Don't move anything from your belt line down. From your waist down, Dave, don't move a thing. Mm-hmm. And just let your upper body with really soft hands move the club and swing it back and forth. And try to let the length of your stroke dictate how far the putt goes. And that's that makes good sense. All right, I really want to keep it, in my bag, I guess. Really keep it simple. And look, <laughs> your sister can play. Your dad's a great coach. Watch them. There's there's tips. Oh, in he's there. watching them. Watch him. He's watching them all day. Uh, kick I know he's his watching them kick my butt. I know I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're watching me as I zigzag down the course. <laughs> yeah, they're like, David, come back here. We're over on this hole. <laughs> well, sure. Appreciate the call in. Appreciate you listening to the show, and uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. We sure enjoyed having you. Thanks for the help. And, David, if this stuff helps, tell everybody where you got it. You got it from Jay and John here, Whack and Chase at Golf with Jay Delsing. And if you keep, um, if your sister keeps kicking your ass and your dad doesn't want to talk to you anymore, tell him we never met. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'll do. Thank you so much. Thanks for Thanks. calling in. Have a good – bye-bye. Well, I mean, keep calling us, please. Yeah. Jay at com. Anybody that wants to be on there will have a little fun, but we really do want to help you with your game. Um, those are those are fun. Anybody fun who's segments. played any golf has great stories, and we've got – we talked for the longest time. We got Whack and Chase going. We've got Caddy Tales. It's just a way for us to hear and share stories with people because that seems to be kind of the attraction is you and I talk as little as possible and hear everybody else's stories, and golf – generates cool stories and you know what john we the the thing it's it's this is about people and about the, the people mm-hmm. that you meet yeah. you play around the golf with somebody they might be your friend for the rest of your yeah. life there's nothing like this game you guys it's just fantastic you're it's vulnerable been, you're exposed oh out there. you're absolutely right you're, you're humiliated Where else can you laugh and cry at the same time with a perfect stranger it's ridiculous and i got a buddy that I, I tease him because I say nobody likes Jerry shots as much as Jerry. Oh, there's no yeah, question ever. I mean, about he just, that. Which is great. Yeah. He is so joyful. It might be a tough day, but if he knocks one close to the hole, it's, How about a, cel- that? it's a celebration. How about that? You guys remember what I did on 13? <laughs> We're like, yeah, but what happened on 14? Ah, we I thought you had a stroke. It. Yeah. Oh, it's it's uh, really, really fun. And, um, man, it's just been a... So I'm so fortunate to have been able to, you know, 59, I've been able to do this my whole life, and uh, I don't want to stop anytime soon. There's no need to. No. That is kind of, we're going to have to stop this show, though, because we only got an hour. Too quick again. Too quick again. Well, thanks for being with us. Meet. Uh, yeah, keep doing it. Appreciate your help. Appreciate you uh, keeping us, us on the straight and narrow. Make, us look, yeah, make us look good. We both have faces for radio. This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jdelsinggolf.com. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sp- the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.